This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a three times weekly show looking into the exciting happenings of Richard Town Football Club. Available on video and podcast. My name is Benjamin Bloom and I don't want to be here. Um, for this, the flagship show for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour of football conversation. So make your Monday a Blue Monday, episode 146 and... I think my fake smile is going to die for the first time. Welcome from the wildly popular, as it's now, if it was on a film poster, preview show, Ed Woodward's brother. I'm just doing that so I can set up the Flynn Down show I'm going to do in five minutes. Um, (laughs) Richard Woodward, how are you, sir? Hi, Ben. It's um, it's great to be here as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst. And honestly, listeners... Stick with us. We'll we, we will take this seriously. We've got some incredible we'll joy somewhere, won't we? We'll find we'll find the joy. We always find the Jew, the Jew, the joy. The Jew. We always find the Jew, the early Jew on the D E W Jew, Jew on yep. the on the window, the condensation. Move on. She is Flynn Downs' illegitimate aunt, <laughs> making a welcome return. Our Northern correspondent, Amy Downs. Welcome, Amy, to a subdued podcast. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. <laughs> and thank Harry. you for being as subdued as I am today as well. <laughs> oh, um, so, look, it feels, um, after 146 episodes, it feels like something changed yesterday. Very significant point for the club. Odds on relegation dumped out of the cup. And some something, something changed in most people's heads at five o'clock yesterday. Okay, people say it's been changing, but... There was something symbolic about yesterday. So to try and reflect that, we won't do the normal flagship um, format because we did one on Wednesday and it's the end of the Christmas run of games, etc. So we'll go over the Accrington (coughs) game. Um, We'll talk a bit on Paul Lambert's comments and then we've got tons and tons of questions. Um, Obviously, if you're an Ipswich fan, Twitter has been just full of uh, not necessarily rage... (laughs) 
disappointment, um, lots of uh, spirited debates and arguing, lots of people saying stuff that's complete assumptions that has no bearing whatsoever. Any, But intelligent people doing this, trying to uh, get our heads around this, and we will try and do this. But all three of us yesterday, guys, were off to Accrington Stanley. Now, as we all know, I'm a football snob. Um, Amy, were you looking forward to going to a very small stadium in the cold north of England? Yeah, very much. It's the main reason I went. When we when we drew them in the cup, I was like, right, straight away, yeah, I'm going to do that game. I'm going to make sure I'm home from Cornwall, where my parents live, where I spent New Year. I was like, yeah, we're going to make sure we come back in time for me to be able to get to that game. I actually um, had some friends very kindly lend me season ticket numbers so that I could make sure I got tickets because I was really worried I wouldn't, uh, which actually was over-worrying. But I, I was that definite that I wanted to go. And I loved the ground. I loved the people that worked there. I had so much fun. Um, outside of the game <laughs> we had a really lovely time we actually went into the club bar after the game we were invited in as we were walking away by some stewards and they said oh come in come in they do a happy hour every time they win and come you on get we a can make a bit more pound. money out of Ipswich before they go <laughs> yeah yeah? <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and they did um and we got chatting to loads of fans in there including the owner actually oh, and, he loved, uh, yeah he loves it oh. don't he yeah, yeah. <laughs> go around shaking everyone's hand and having pictures with everybody but he was he was very friendly it was lovely it was just such a nice atmosphere to be in and to feel actually wanted and uh, respected and you know like they actually enjoyed having us there as a football fan it's quite nice to feel like you're important <laughs> so there you go you'll be able to meet amy downs at rochdale in september next season oh hell yeah <laughs> she will definitely be there rich do you like going to these um I'm going to be in the minority here, aren't I? Do you, do, I like going to Villa Park. You like your, yeah, you like your prawn sandwiches, don't you? <laughs> I do, I mean, unashamedly. Any stadium that is named after an 80s pop duo, <laughs> I am there with, uh, I was about to say with bells on, so I want to say it because it's What's Christmas. What's your favourite um, Wham song? Was Young Guns Having Some Fun, is that one? Yeah, that's one. That's, that's definitely a song by Wham. That's definitely a Wham song. Is Careless Whisper actually Wham or is it just George it's not, Michael? It's George no, Michael, George. isn't it? That's just George, yeah. isn't it? We just talk about George Michael and Wham for an hour or so. Yeah, the first thing I saw to when I George... pulled up the ground, yeah. sorry, Rich, the first thing I saw was two um, Ipswich fans in uh, Andrew Ridgely and George Michael masks having, Love it. having a photo <laughs> taken. I'm sure that's on Twitter anyway. Uh, sorry, Rich, go ahead. The point that so I um I took a so we were in the terrace behind the goal right next to the goal. I quite like that. I used to go and watch Leamington, who are the local non-league team near me, who are quite good. And I used to love the fact you were just so close to the pitch and the players. Even Portman Road, kind of by modern standards, is quite close, but this is totally different. So you could hear shouting, you could hear the a few instructions, not enough instructions <laughs> from our back four. Exactly. Um, but it was kind of for me, it was kind of this is what League One's going to be about next season. So you should be aware of this. This is a moment where. This is what it's going to be like every week or every other week next season if we, uh, well, yeah. What about I was about to say, if we pull it out, if we manage to survive, brilliant, yeah. What about 20 Pride, games left, guys. Pride Park. And yeah, the nice, no more. Oh, I'm going to be quiet. The Rico, though. Oh, no, because oh, Coventry City are going to be kicked out of the Rico. So we're uh, no Rico. I'm trying to find good stadiums for you. going can't. down with us? Rather, um, Reading. Oh, Reading. There Reading. You go. There oh my go. God, Ben, that's the worst away day ever. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, fair Dave loves it though. Fair <laughs> um, so let's go through this. Um, Rich, any surprises in this from your preview show? So um, Accrington lining up, Ripley and goal. Uh, Johnson, Skies, Hughes, Richards, Everton. Um, so we're back four with 
um, two very, very big guys and one classic FA Cup guy who, um, Mark Hughes, who looked like he just had eight pints and, you know, shirt untucked. Um, Finley and Barlassa, two very deep centre midfielders. Uh, The wide players pushed on uh, Clark and McConville. Mangan uh, and Key, um, a front two-ish, but one of them constantly dropping back. Um, Was there any surprise there, Rich? I think um, we expected, Harry or Harry expected, given their striking woes, that um, they'd probably go for a one up front and it ended up probably being a 4-4-1-1, I think, rather than a 4-5-1, which is what we expected. Um, I think it was Keneally, I think. We were expecting to come in and be in the midfield, um, so he was on the bench. So I think that was the only surprise. We expected um, the centre-back to move over to left-back, so no surprises there. But um, as Harry just tweeted or texted us before we started, a makeshift at Creighton Stanley team that we were facing. Stop it. Um, (laughs) I'm just staring. We should just mention Mangan. Obviously, Stephen Mangan played Dan in Alan Partridge, and every day of his life, someone yells Dan at him. So some joy um, in that. Trivia. Amy, here's your Ipswich team. Um, Bielkowski, Spence, <laughs> NCR yesterday was like totally. Oh, you want to know about League One? Hold my beer. I'm really good at this. <laughs> uh, Pennington, Elder makes his debut. Dazelle, 90 minutes in the playmaker spot. Playmaker. Uh, Nolan, Downs, Edwards off to the right. Sears off to the left. Caden, Jackson up front. What are your thoughts on that? team amy no chambers uh the league one players in there and what do you think i wasn't keen um i felt like the, before the game i'd already said normally i'm a bit of a mick mccarthy in terms of cup games i think we need to be focusing on the league um but actually to yesterday i felt like it was the perfect chance for the team to have another game together and to try and sort themselves out and um particularly the defense the way they aren't talking to each other and the way they're making silly mistakes i really felt like it was another chance for them to practice even if we didn't win um so for him to take chambers out i know why i did it i get that you know it's a chance to give him a rest and whatever but i just I wouldn't have done it. I really wouldn't. Um, but uh, am I right in thinking Sears was given the captain's armband? Yes, yeah. Which was lovely. When we heard that in the pub, everyone was like, oh, that's really good. That's, you know, he deserves it. But then we were saying, actually, who else would get it? Who else would you give it to? You can't give it to Bart at the moment, in my opinion. And other than that, I think Sears is probably the the most consistent player in our side. Spence. So Spence. I was going to go only, there too. Literally the only other experienced player with any tenure who's not on loan or John Nolan. Um, so, yeah. Um, I didn't mention um, Bielkowski came back rich um you're an advocate of that chance to get him in under the auspices of oh it's a cup game yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't think there's a huge amount of risk there win lose or draw frankly unless he has absolutely howler so gherkin obviously didn't have the greatest of games against Mill as well so i think a chance to look at him another thought on the team generally for me <laughs> is and it will come back if we're talking through lambert's post-match um is a chance for some players who haven't been playing um who have come through from league one that her signed this is your. This is, should be your bread and butter, guys. So I expect a performance, and I don't think we necessarily got that from some of them. How many Accrington players do you reckon it takes to make Bart's weekly wage? You can say all of them. <laughs> well, yeah. Do we, have we got an idea of what we think Bart's weekly 18? wage is? Yeah, something like that. I, yeah. Probably. It's so probably possibly it is. Well. Yeah. yeah. It's mad. 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, look, I'm not going to go granular, as Harry from Bath would say. Um, Messi start, Accrington on top. And really, um, I, I always try and find terminology in my... I've just witnessed stuff. And I often say, oh, they edged the first half. But I think Accrington more than edged the first half. They didn't dominate it because this type of football that we need to talk about and get used to if we go to League One, you, you don't really have dominance, do you? Because the ball's not in possession for that long. Is it? Accrington weren't a horrible... You know, they weren't, they weren't like Neil Warnock stuff, but it goes forward early. The wide guys push on. Um, they win everything in the air, don't they? But um, particularly Clark down the right had a couple of um, good chances, I would say. Nothing from Ipswich. They didn't didn't move the ball well. Nolan puts one over. Sears kind of cross shot. Um, saved. And really, really looked like, um, you know, that one system was not going to, at any point, um, usurp the other. That that was my reading of the first half. Um, Amy, anything um, anything on the first half? I think, I think you've summed it up perfectly. I just don't think they turned up. I've seen a few people say online, um, 1,200 Ipswich fans turned up. Why couldn't the team? I just, I mean, I, I think I went at, um, five minutes before half time to go and get a drink uh, because I would prefer to stand out in the cold in the bar than stand in the cold on the terrace. I, I just, I'd, honestly, I don't really think there's much to say. We had um, that shot, Nolan going over the bar. I think that was on like the 40th minute or something ridiculous. So, of course, you've got all the Ipswich fans, including me, singing, we've had a shot, we've had a shot. And it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Close to, close to. Yeah. And I thought, and I, I just think that's terrible to go all that way and not even actually take a shot on goal. Um, Richard, anything to add? Um, did, you were, we, we bumped into each other at halftime. You were carrying two cups of Bovril with no lids um, so I wanted to keep well clear health and safety for, yep. fear, yeah, for fear of looking like um, Tommy Lee Jones character in the Batman a two-face uh, <laughs> <laughs> chuck them all over my face and scold me um, what did the, the Flynn Downs thing uh, with a yeah, with, that was... if Jeremy Simpson was ref could it have been a red card or Keith yeah, Stroud Oh, the ref was crap, I think, yesterday. But I guess we need to get used to that as well. Um, yeah. I thought, yeah, Downs was lucky. I think he was, he was, um, and there was definitely some provocation, but he reacted. He definitely pushed out. I think the referee actually probably was quite kind to us and quite kind to Downs, but Lambert wasn't having it and he was gone at half time. Um, a few extra observations for me. In, in terms of yeah, your summing ahead. up, Ben, totally spot on. Um, the one thing I guess that frustrated me was how deep Dizelle had to come to get the ball and to make stuff happening. And, the, and then he just found him self-crowded out and it was just balls yeah. across you know from one side to the other I didn't think Edwards got forward a huge amount he seemed to run into cul-de-sacs and the ball just as you said Ben from Accrington they had a few sights but it was just constant goal kicks wasn't it balls lumped over going mm. straight out for goal kicks it was a really mm. nasty so really migging first half but they they know how to play that stadium that pitch and that style don't they like the back four right right up on you and um, any attempts you know like you said to get Dizelle on the ball and uh, look yeah. no one played well but Dizelle could not pass on that pitch and then he started trying pinging yeah. balls and that left fullback Richard Everton was like seven feet wide let alone six feet five tall was just <laughs> scooping everything up they they had it they had it bang on Accrington they knew what was coming yeah. and they played it nicely you already mentioned so Downs goes out for um Ted Bishop, um, who kind of, um, they reset it a little bit, didn't they? Because Nolan, I think the idea was to come 
um, a little bit more alongside Dezel and um, Bishop seemed to be a little bit <laughs> further forward. If there was a plan, I think that was the plan. Um, we go into the second half and um, Ipswich actually start to um, get going and you think a normal, well-functioning championship team now pushes on and uh, sweeps aside um, their League One counterparts. But this is the bottom of the league uh, championship team. Um, Bishop nearly gets uh, um, Sears in, um, just overhits the ball and then um, puts one over. Dezel breaks the lines. Um, Sears well positioned but Bishop shoots high so Bishop's at the hub of it but Sears isn't having his good chances yet uh, Brown comes in for Mangum which looked like a defence that, there's your there's your 4-5-1 <laughs> Rich because um, we were on top at that point it, you know it's fair to say I think we you know we weren't creating a huge amount I think the chance you mentioned about Bishop playing through Sears he was caught in two minds he actually probably should have had a shot instead tried to play through Sears and there was a few instances where it just wasn't working I thought Bishop actually was probably the pick in the second half for our players at least he tried to make stuff happen a few of his kind of jinking runs and stuff like that it was just get to the 18 yard box and heads went and we made the wrong decisions time after time but I think Rother, um, Accrington sorry yeah realised that the tide was going one way and it definitely kind of clogged up the midfield a bit more by bringing someone else in there um, on comes Will Keane for Caden Jackson um Caden Jackson's uncle is a fan of the podcast, so we need to say hi to Robert. He introduced himself to me um, yesterday and was very, very sympathetic. <laughs> How do you guys find stuff to talk about? No, it, is that yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. But he was very charming. So hi to Caden Jackson's uncle. Um, John Nolan corner cleared out. He gets back on it. Pretty good effort by Nolan. He doesn't find the corner, but um, test the keeper and then... Amy, the most predictable goal in the most predictable way in FA Cup um, history. Um, so, um, do you want to do you want to take this one, Amy? Um, it was like a carbon copy of one of the Millwall goals, wasn't it? It was just it's, it, it's it, symmetrical. Yeah, just coming from the other side, wasn't it? Yeah. How? Do, how why do we not learn? They're, they're just. The defence were just looking at each other and like just, oh, that's happened again. And you just think, where are you? Why are you on the pitch? You know, it was just so frustrating to see the same thing happening again. We can't, we just can't defend when we're feeling like lacking confidence, if that makes sense. That's perfect. It's, thank you. <laughs> gave away the free kick, by the way. Just out oh, I, I, I wasn't going to let her have that. Now. So... Actually, firstly, I got told off for being so mean about him last time, so I was going to give him a break anyway. I was just saying you actually, Thank you. I thought he was marginally less than awful yesterday. He wasn't so, one of the worst players, was he, yesterday? Yeah, I, I think I'd possibly even put him as one of the better of a bad bunch. But um, aside from Enciala, who I thought was, like you say, I think this was his level. And uh, I think, yeah, yeah, well, both nailed it. I think Enciala in the first half and Bishop in the... Second half, but yes, we are mentioning Spence. I'm going to ruin it. Through the back of his man. I'm going to jump in. I have to jump in. Enciala, watch the goal back. Enciala ball watches. He loses key. It's Enciala who loses key for the goal. Um, Richard, the first, by the time someone's heading the ball across the 
six-yard box. I know it would take. A if he stays with the man, though, I'm not. There's no point in kind of trying to break this goal down because it's, as Amy said, it's a goal we've seen millions of times before. It was something I spotted, um, and I don't want to call out Enciola because he, he did have a solid game actually. Um, that is probably his level, isn't it? And I think if. Yeah. when we go down I think he'll be useful at that level but it was just something I spotted it was just an unfortunate moment yeah, yeah. good spot I haven't been able to see it back yet actually so that'll be don't, oh, I will. don't worry about it <laughs> can I just not put myself through it <laughs> I haven't watched the Borough QPR goals yet over Christmas so I'm... Oh, well good um, so the substitution happens now Nolan goes off and it's pretty much um, uh, matching uh, match well matching up to what Accrington were originally doing, but now they're just massed ranks. They're just going to, as Mick would say, sit in. So Harrison comes in for Nolan, and you kind of get a 4-4-2 now. And um, for it to be a proper cup upset, even though I maintain this is not an upset or a shock in any way, shape or form, we have to miss a couple of chances, don't we? Or their keeper has to make... Uh, miraculous save and then go back to the post office tomorrow or whatever um, but great chance here good bit of football Keane and Bishop play Harrison in um, you two were both in the terrace I was along the side so I like a roof you know um, <laughs> I like I like snob. a key, uh, absolute snob yeah a, a key my roof I like a lid on my bovril as well Richard um, <laughs> I my, don't. My, my I love living vegan, dangerously me <laughs> vegan bovril <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Harrison gets played in down the left side of the penalty area, and I'll always defend Freddie Sears to the to the hilt. Um, but we saw this in the Millwall game as well, and I I don't know whether it's a mentality that he doesn't have, or whether it's a technique that he doesn't have, but or whether he doesn't quite see a different finish. He's always if he doesn't slide it along the ground into the corner, he doesn't take the shot but Sears takes it is he taking left footed oh I can't recall I think he stabs it left footed yeah I think yeah, it's, a poke. it's a pretty good save is this the one that Ripley stays by, yeah. by Ripley mm. but again <laughs> Waghorn puts that in the top corner McGoldrick dinks it over the keeper um, yeah Garner heads it in from off the ground <laughs> Garner Selena, kicks the keeper out Selena of the way goes round the goalkeeper and back heels it in um, it's it's a poor miss, Rich, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, the keeper makes a good save, but he's got that. I think he's pretty much got the whole goal to aim at and Ripley comes out quickly. But um, yeah, the Millwall one is one where you think just, you see Premier League strikers just hit it into the roof of the net, don't you? From that close in and yesterday, it just needed a bit of guile. And I think he's just got, as you yeah. say, he's fixated with the corner, isn't he? Corner of the net, keep it low. Um, but really spotted that one. Good I save. think he's scared of missing because um, he yeah. does go, he does relax and um, <laughs> gives himself a bit of extra time. But the last few chances he's missed, he's given the keeper or Ryan Tunnicliffe um, a bit of extra time. And Amy, there's a, there's another one where, and again, he does so much well. Bishop plays him in. Great touch. He's in. Again, he takes a bit too long. The guy could take him down for a pen. He blocks it out. And then could he square it as well? He drags it past the post. Mm. Your view of that last chance, Amy? There's a P 
picture somewhere of it um, that I've seen, and, and you can see uh, one of the other players in the background. I can't think who it was, and Keenan. it was going like this. Yes, yes, you're right. There. It was. It was Keen, yeah. and they're going like this, and you just think, I, I think you just hit the nail on the head. He is indecisive, um, and he always has been, which is why he unfortunately is not of the quality of Marty and Didzi and people like that because he doesn't have the self assurance. He doesn't have the perhaps experience. I always think he's younger than he is. He's, he's like mid twenties, isn't he? I always think he's much younger than that because he just seems to lack that that go, didn't like the the decisiveness, the getting on with it, and and knowing what he's doing. To me, he doesn't look like that. He always looks a little bit lucky when he gets his nice goals. He's a good player. I love him, but I just feel like we need we need somebody with more experience. And as much as I'd like to see man with ponytail do well, uh, I, I worry that we still haven't got a Murphy type player and that's what we need. Um, it's repetition yeah. though, isn't it? It's it's the it's the kind of muscle memory that when you get in that position, yeah. you know exactly what to do. Reading he you know, Reading he did it twice. I'm trying to remember this the other goal, but he definitely one of them he played through the bar assist and he knew exactly what he was doing. He was cold yeah. and calculated. But you think how many years he's been out on the wing and he and the match day situation, he just doesn't get those positions anymore. And now he's back up front with Lambert. It's kind of oh man, I was just out there before and I just True. had to cross it. Yeah. Now I've got the weird, to think the weird about thing, it. guys. All Waghorn would have done differently. He would have hit it half a second earlier and twice as hard. That's the yeah. only thing he would have done. He would. I know it would have been on his left foot, but do, do you know it's just it's yeah. um, haves and haves nots, as as Harry would say. Harry's becoming the most quoted person on the podcast. Like the Yoda of the Blue Monday over, team, isn't he? He's catching up David Brent. <laughs> Never. We need to make T-shirts with Harry quotes on them. That's I nice, tell you what. It? If people are, we're going to go on to protests. Um, hashtag owners relegate clubs. There might actually oh. be, there might actually be something in that for a t-shirt. Um, I just wanted to ask you two because um, I was um, sat down the sat down the side. You were in the terrace. I've got two observations. One, when the goal went in, there was no anger from fans. It was a little bit like, right, okay, yeah, of course, yeah. So this is happening now right okay you know that kind of thought process mm, and then at the true. end it was like the whistle went Horrendous. we were all a little bit cold and then the whistle went and it was like oh crap so this has happened now um it's not mick's fault it's not her <laughs> fault is it lambert's fault probably not even jordan spence's fault and then all of a sudden um have i have i got that right amy first of all bit of on the goal and something seemed to change at full time where everyone everyone was kind of like wow yeah I um I've been umming and ahhing about whether to tell you this but I actually started crying at the end of the game uh it just all overwhelmed me completely because we had um it was after everyone had gone I was like hiding behind my mate Brett so that nobody could see me but it was just um I know on your uh, match review you said that there was anger, but it was aimed at the owner. Completely disagree. It was you're not oh, fit to Amy, wear the I shirt. Just, I just walked out. So if there was anything <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> yeah, straight out, it straight was, to the car, heated seat. You're not fit to wear the shirt. You you know you uh, you should be ashamed. It was lots of wanker signs, lots of wanker words, lots of. It was horrendous, um, and I actually filmed a bit and posted it. I didn't post it to criticise them because I'm not. I completely sympathise. I totally sympathise. Posted it because people need to see this is how it feels at the moment. I think my caption with it was how it feels to be an Ipswich fan at the moment. It is just so 
I think you're right. It just flipped, and actually, the only person, are the only people that could be blamed for yesterday are the players. So, I don't really blame the fans for getting quite so vicious like they did yesterday. Um, and and what made it worse is um, we were so close to the pitch. You know, the pl- the fans, heard, the players heard that, and I, I hate that. Normally, I'm the first one to say, please don't boo. It doesn't help them. But how else can you react after that? It's ridiculous. And I think it just hit me that we are. That's it. This is it now. There's. We may as well just stop and not bother with the rest of the se- the twenty games left in the season. Because do we really want to go through that twenty more times? I, I, it was just really upsetting to see that actually I haven't felt that low since the day we got relegated from the Premier League. And I, th- I think that was for me, it was like we actually went down yesterday, Rich. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, I mean, you called it right for the goal, but I think the word that I, uh, springs to mind for me is numb. It's just, yeah. there's, I think there's you know, the it response full time. It was, <laughs> um, yeah, my fingers were numb as well. <laughs> But as you say, I mean, and as I said, I mentioned the start, we're so we're so close to the the pitch and the players. Um, I walked out towards the same way as the tunnel um, to leave, and there were, you know, you, you can see the whites of the players' eyes looking at, it, and Will, poor Will Keane's been in the door, you know, three yeah. days or whatever, and some guys giving him both barrels, and you think Will Keane is not the problem, but I think that the problem is as as a group of supporters and and football supporters in general, and you see this in the Sunderland documentary. What can we physically do what you know what yeah. output or venting options have we got we can kind of get angry or we can you know go and drink or we can you know there is very little as football supporters that we can control and the only thing we can really control is our reaction our emotions yeah. at the game and I think it's just finally as you mentioned kind of in your intro Ben it's come to a point now where people are just helpless and don't know what to do you know it's yeah. not a great situation yesterday was not an atypical game or an atypical performance from what we've seen this season. The opposition was different, but nothing about the fixture was any different to what we've seen at, um, at games up and down the country for the rest of previous games in the season. So I think it's finally dawned to people that this is where we are now. This is our level. It's League One, and we're not even good yeah. at beating mid-table exactly. League One teams either. Um, I think, and um, Twitter is, yeah, Twitter is now hotting up because of it. Yeah, I think... Um, I agree with both of you, actually. I think people want to lash out, which is natural, if not, probably not helpful, but under mm. understandable. I think people lashed out at Mick last year. Um, mm-hmm. And I think after Hurst had gone, people have lashed out at Hurst. Oh, he's an imbecile. Got all of this wrong. And the most recent lashing out has been... Nudson and Spence, yeah. you know, on the on the pitch, um, and no one's lashing out at Lambert, are they? I've seen lashing out at each other. You know, we've seen arguments mm-hmm. at yep. uh, Brentford or QPR or what have you. And you know, I, Twitter I take with a pinch of salt. Twitter is not the real the real world, but I suppose we'll we'll come onto it when we get into the questions. It is an understandable um you know i know you know me i never get that you know have laugh about all of it but i was saying to rich amy i drove past blackburn um mm. you know you're coming back down the highway drove past blackburn and i got really cross i was like you think i'm fucking coming all the way back up here in two weeks you know and i was <laughs> really yeah. really quite really quite cross 
in the it's car. funny you should mention that actually because i that blackburn uh, is only an hour away from me it's really easy to get to on the train um supposed to be and so I, I was planning on going but i made the decision yesterday i don't think i'm going to i just i just i can't financially justify going to two games in one month for a start even though they are both close and then secondly why would i put myself through not having much money this month when it's that that i'm going to watch mm. and we're not going to beat blackburn we're we're going to get thumped against a team like them. I'd, the only the only thing reason I'd want to go there is beg Tony Mowbray to come back and sort everything out. <laughs> I don't. I I just decided. You know what? Been there a lot of times. I'm not. I'm really not fussed. I don't know if I'm going to go. I don't think I am, and I hate that because every time we're up north, I'm here. I'm there. I I love it when my boys are this close to me. I have to go. It was a Sheffield Wednesday game last season. I decided about about five o'clock. Actually, I'm going to go to this one, and I just last minute went because I couldn't cope with having everybody so close and not being there with them. But the guilt. <laughs> I'm not going into. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How can I call myself a proper fan if I'm not going when they're nearby? But I, I just don't think I want to put myself through it again. Yesterday was the lowest I've ever felt, and I just don't want to do it again. I might not bother doing it again now till well the uh, the the Blue Monday Live, um, assuming that go. still goes ahead. <laughs> nice well, good good segue, Amy. And every cloud, hey, every cloud, because we had a lot of emails going. Um, Alistair pointed out on Twitter. Hang on a minute, that's the day of the FA Cup fifth round and I'm like right so if Ipswich win two games in this competition and then get drawn away um, we might have to cancel again but Ipswich came through and did not win their FA Cup game <laughs> so hey, look, anybody who's bought a ticket for the live show we've had such a kerfuffle with Sky moving the West Brom game before um, that it is going to go ahead even if Stoke get through um, and they're not around. We'll still we'll still do the show. This is the this is the plan. Look, Stoke are rubbish anyway, so they'll probably get knocked out and the and the game will go the game will go ahead. Um, but look, the the plan is for for that to happen. Um, I cannot see anything else getting in the way now. Ipswich are knocked out and can't get in a way draw. But we should do a quick plug then. Blue Monday live February the sixteenth. All being well, Stoke get. Um, knocked out either by Shrewsbury uh, or in the next round, whoever they... Accrington. <laughs> yeah, they'll go off to... <laughs> uh, actually, Garrett, that suit Gary Rowett down to the ground, Accrington away, won't it? Probably win that one. Um, but um, in the event Stoke do get through, we would assume there would just be no Ipswich game that weekend anyway because it's Stoke that's the issue. They need to reschedule stuff for them. So um, that will be the plan. Eventbrite.co.uk Get your tickets. We sold a few more this week. Coming up nicely. Um, Richard's going to do some visuals and whatnot in the. We've got the projector. We've got the the music's getting sorted. Everyone Pyrotechnics. Pyro. Condensed Pink Floyd concert. Yeah, we're going to bring that. Those Leeds fans who bring it um, every game. Although they've promised me they're not just going to start going Sky TV. No, Sky TV for the whole. Or we are the champions, champions of Europe. But it's going to be a great event. And yes. You're right, we could well be 17 points adrift by then, but we're going to have some fun and it's going to be a good event. So February the 16th, Blue Monday Live, eventbrite.co.uk. Now, normally, um, we would go on and we sum up the championship stuff, but really, 
No one cares about how the other... It, not even the other championship teams care about how the other championship teams did in the <laughs> FA Cup. They all, they all played reserve teams and a lot of them got knocked out anyway. Um, so we're going to go into a big load of questions. But before we do that, just so we've got the context, let me just read the two key quotes from Paul Lambert's um, post-match uh, yesterday. And... Um, I think something changed for him at five o'clock yesterday as well, because he's been amazingly positive. But uh, Lambert said, this club needs to be rebuilt. Players are not good enough and without doubt some will go. That's a direct quote. Players are not good enough and without doubt some will go. You have to hit that level. And this is not the same. uh, This is later in what he said, but it's an absolute disgrace what's happened here. It should never have happened. It's too big a club. But it does happen to clubs if you take your eye off the ball. He is not talking about the game <laughs> yesterday. He's talking about generally what's happened at the club. So Lambert, who's been brilliantly positive in all the... Um, and he must have some kind of psychology degree because he, whatever question you throw him, he straight bats with the perfect sports psychology answer. But um, do, you, do you read anything into those comments, Richard, before we go on to the questions? Uh, there was an interesting comment on match today. I, I did watch match today last night. And they had Dion Dublin. I don't know if Dion Dublin played with Lambert or was managed by him. And he said that Lambert will be hurting. Um, Lambert usually comes to the supporters at the end of the game and applaud Egypt was straight down the tunnel. So I think you can rest assured that he was pretty pissed off after watching that performance yesterday. And so I'm not surprised. And to be fair, Hurst chucked in the kind of get pissed off at the players card after two games, or nearly three games, three, um, which is far no, too early. Sorry. No, no, it was two. It was Extra, three because yeah, yeah. the Carabao Cup was two weeks into the season rather than one. Yeah. Um, we think we were talking about that yesterday, and um, and so I don't. I think it's about time. You know, I, they, they, you can do the softly, softly so long. He has won one game. He had a really hashtag winnable game yesterday. <laughs> Didn't happen. You're and, bad. Uh, <laughs> sorry, mate. Um, so I'm. Um, so I think it's quite right that you bit of home trees because what what's the worst that could happen you know we're bottom of the league we're not in the FA Cup anymore if players get a rock up the arse and it does something next week then fine good on him um, I don't think there's any you can't you can't whitewash yesterday it was crap so good on him no. for at least calling and out. also he's made these comments in the middle of a transfer window when he can actually do something um, about it and um, as has been pointed out on Twitter he's not making these comments to players that he's bought two weeks before as well these have been bought by previous 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 managers regimes yeah. <laughs> whatever um and he's having to deal with it so look that's the context before we go into these questions we've got loads and loads and loads um as always the podcast we try and be balanced we try not to deal with hearsay and stuff that we actually don't know about none of us are business experts and understand the workings of uh, moguls who have 800 million in the bank and how their companies work and we don't we don't know we're just football fans and we're not going to pretend that we know so for those people who've asked um, that sort of stuff we'll give you our opinion um, and that's as it's going to get I'm afraid um, first of all Mikey Smith of this parish uh, Richard reckon Carl Jenkinson might fancy alone no what to us <laughs> Where is I wouldn't he? think so West Ham uh, I think he's back at Arsenal, isn't he? I know he played. I think he played yesterday. I can't remember. Um, he'd be good, um, but why on earth would he want to come to us? Um, Amy, uh, Town held up their end by not making into the fifth round of the cup. Will Stoke oblige in their replay on a cold Tuesday night, or will February the 16th be in danger? Amy, knock it on the head. 
No, it's absolutely fine. I don't have to cancel the hotel. <laughs> there we go. Um, I've come up with an alternative plan, by the way, Ben. Go on. If Stoke magically get through to the fifth round, we'll have we'll organise an eleven aside game yes. somewhere. We'll do, a, we'll do a football tournament in the afternoon instead. Do you know David Diamond can kick with both feet? I've heard he can take oh. a decent set piece as well. <laughs> Who told him? Him? Who told you? Uh, him? Oh, I couldn't I've possibly. I've ruined my gag. Awful. <laughs> and this is why I'm not a comedian. Let's stay with Amy because she got a softball. Um, Adam, uh, would you would you back us to progress past the FA Cup first round next season? We'll be, we'll, we'll be in with the big boys next season in the first round, Amy. Isn't it like in the summer or something that we'll be playing the <laughs> FA Cup again? It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, if you're sad we went out, you've only got to wait a few months and we'll be playing it again. Um, wouldn't it be nice to get through a round in the FA Cup? Uh, nine years, is it, since we yeah, last did it? Maybe the way we need to do it is by going having to start right from round one there we go. and then we can progress to two haven't and waterlooville here we come <laughs> where, where is that i don't know it's london isn't it i don't know yeah i don't know metropolitan police sure i don't it know is. <laughs> big, big ben um from another place who has kevin Beatty as his uh avatar uh, richard a lot of supporters are talking of protest to voice their feelings about how the club is being run do you see a supporters group similar to those at charlton blackpool and Coventry being formed and what do the team think of this possibility so look, this is the first time this has been mentioned about um protesting i do i'll come to you in a sec rich um i stuart watson did a really good piece it's just gone up a couple of hours ago and not that i'm a sissy sit on my hands type if people want to protest i believe in freedom of speech and you know they can do what they like but we know that evans would sell it tomorrow if he had a um had a bidder we know that he knows that he's not liked um the players all know that they're bottom of the league um is what what, what does it achieve richard although can you stand around and do nothing? It, it's a really great question. And Stuart Watson's article, uh, we sent it around and we had a look at it. And um, there's nothing in there that I disagree with. Um, but I wholeheartedly agree with you, Ben, um, that um, protesting has mixed results. And as you say, our situation is of no surprise. To, or is, sorry, it's not a secret to anyone. Our situation in the league is there for all to see. We're not in the FA Cup anymore. Um, Marcus Evans' situation, everyone knows about that as well. So, mm. I just, as someone who's local to Coventry City, Coventry City fans have been protesting Sisu for years. Sisu still own Coventry City, and in five months' time, Coventry City might be out in their ear. They might not have a stadium to play in. Um, the Oystons are still at Blackpool. I believe Roman What's-His-Face is still at Charlton. So the idea that protests are going to shift Evans by the end of the January window and some you know bright night is going to shine in and give us $20 million to spend it's just not there. And I just, my worry is that it spills on and becomes something that just allows people to vent anger um, mm. because there's nothing else they can do. And that's my concern. But as you say, if people are motivated to do it, then they can do it as long as they don't ruin the spectacle, the, en- the enjoyment of the match. <laughs> if you can enjoy watching us in the moment, then yeah. fine. Um, but I just think it might be counterproductive. Yeah. I think it's, if, if people want to do it, which they're entitled to do under literally the laws of the country, under their freedom of speech, um, they also need to find a way that doesn't take it out on the players or, yeah. you know, make, like you say, 
okay, it's a great visual for the national press, a load of ping pong balls or tennis balls or whatever. I think Charlton fans have done everything now, haven't yeah. they? But um, I distinctly remember them doing that and then like conceding a goal literally one minute after the players all came all came back out. And, you know, if I was a player, I would be a little bit, oh, thanks, guys. That, you know, that really... That really helped our concentration. We were we were playing well then, but I'm sure this is going to run and run. Uh, oh, just a, just a real quick one, Ben. Sorry, yeah, uh, you know, to your point about we don't know about finances and all that kind of stuff. I think the one thing we can all accept is that Evans cannot just go, okay, I'm not the owner anymore. Bye bye. It doesn't. This these things do not happen quickly. So I think we're going to have to get used yeah. to the idea that Evans is hanging around for a while for the foreseeable so the question that the press should be asking the Stuart Watsons are what can he do to run the club better because he's made a crap job of it for the last decade hasn't he Mm. so what can he do to do better in the interim to make sure that league one is not a car crash for us as well Mm. interesting um Amy Tim says uh new hope anger dismay renewed hope dismay resigned my feelings this season what are the panels uh yeah i agree actually i think uh it's the hope that kills you isn't it um like when we scored against millwall and you think oh oh maybe and then we concede three and you just <laughs> yeah okay and and it's just also predictable and upsetting i i am honestly at the lowest i've ever been as a football fan and i'm uh not enjoying it at all <laughs> um we'll stay with you amy this is tractor boy pete nolan good enough for the championship Oh, well, I think I mentioned last time I didn't think he was very good in at Forest. He was uh, almost invisible, didn't do anything. And I, th- I think it was the same yesterday. I, d- I don't think uh, if he'd have scored that goal, I might have felt slightly different about him. But um, I, d- I just don't think he's none of the team were good enough yesterday. And that includes the person who should be able to play in League One. So I stood next I to Joe not a fan. yesterday and Joe kept remarking when he turn back to pass it backwards or sideways rather than running forward he did that a lot yesterday can someone who's sorry can someone who's good at football who listens to the pod John John I've never seen a player um and he's obviously a very relaxed player who before Mm. every pass he kind of stops doesn't he he um Mm. all his body weight centers and then he then he plays the pass I've never seen Never seen anyone with with that technique. Anyway, Amy, you're going to say something. Go on. I was just going to say, I think he gave the ball away quite a lot. Um, I think you were bang on about Dazelle. He gave the ball away a lot. And that was the first time I've ever seen Ipswich fans frustrated with Dazelle. But I think Nolan and pretty much everyone in the midfield did. The defence would get it out. And then it would just come back. Because once it got to the midfield, we were giving possession away all the time. So, yeah, that was all I wanted to say. No, I was just going just gonna to add on Nolan. Um, there's probably a handful of small bits of evidence to say that he is good enough for the championship and a whole lot of more other evidence to say that he's not and I suppose it would help him to be playing in a playing in a better yeah. planet you you imagine some of these imagine Nolan slipped into a three-man Sheffield United midfield for the last 10 minutes of each game probably be absolutely yeah. fine wouldn't he, of course he would. do you know what course I mean but it's obviously learning from Norwood and yeah yeah exactly um uh, same guy here, Tractor Boy Pete Richard. When we go down, which of our crop of young academy players should we build our future around and who should we let go? I think the question's just focusing on academy players, on the who should we let go. Um, I don't think, in terms of letting go of the academy players, I don't think we need to let go of any of them. The question is, can we hold on to them? Yeah. I suspect Lancaster will probably be off. Um, 
I'd count Bishop in the academy players. I thought he was good yesterday. I, I think he deserves a, another year. Um, I'd build the midfield around um, Downs and Dizel if Dizel stays and if Downs can cut out the petulance from his game that we saw yesterday. Um, fullbacks, I don't have any problems with Kenock and Emmanuel fullback. Um, and maybe Ben Morris will have a chance as well. So I, I'd build it around the academy, but then probably we'll want to bounce back, don't we? But who knows? Um, Amy, this is Harry Butcher, who's always, Richard's face will light up when he's always uh, positive. Can we just take a moment to congratulate the academy who keep on winning games at the moment? Amy. It's uh, it's a bit depressing, isn't it, really? it's I suppose it's a nice thing for us to feel happy about, but then you think, well, how many of the players are going to make it into the first team? Because we'll either sell them or not be able to keep them or some other bigger club will come in and persuade them to play for a club that aren't going to be in League One. Uh, it's a little sad, but it is at least a nice little glimmer of hope. Like the year they won the, um, was it the Youth FA Cup? That was that was a nice, but then how many of that team actually played in the first team? It's it's, it's a nice sideline to distract us for two minutes, but it's not the main event, is it? <laughs> we still go and watch the under 23s. How about this as a protest? Go and 20,000 watch the under 23s. That'd be Tuesday amazing. Night. Yeah. Um, this is Mark uh, Richard. Did Paul Lambert's post match comments reveal ITFC's purported off pitch structure of Bowman O'Neill for the sham that it is? If it isn't addressed in the summer, do you think he'll walk? I assume he's talking about Lambert. Um, is the off-pitch structure a sham, Richard, or is there just not one? Yeah, it's just, well, yeah, exactly right. It's the sham, isn't it? Um, and this comes back to my point about Evans um, failing from day one to put the right people in positions of authority and power at the club. Um, we've seen um, Simmons and Clegg and Milne given actual points of authority for footballing matters without a clue what they're doing. Um, and so, yeah, I think probably he might have stumbled across Bowman, Lee O'Neill and Klug as kind of a triumvirate. Um, but it's a bit too little too late now, isn't it? Mm. Um, this is from Super Friends. It's quite long, but I looked at it earlier and it's pretty good. Um, so I'm going to read it. Um, there is a narrative going around that Hurst tore up the squad in the summer when he didn't need to. Having looked at what he was left with, I can't help feeling he had little choice. Uh, below is the squad we had after out of contracts and loan players left showing five signings needed to make two players in each position. This doesn't look anywhere near good enough to me. Too little backup experience. Apart from Sears, the only experienced fit reserve we had um, in any position was Sears. Um, that might be a mistake. Uh, the rest were 22 and under, and this is all before Waghorn, Garner, Webster was sold. Uh, this talks directly to the point that Paul Lambert made, that it's a disgrace we are where we are, that signing eight, nine players each summer four to five loans each year is madness like throwing money away whose responsibility is it that we've run a strategy a strategy which now leaves ourselves where we are relegated pretty much before the end of january out of the fa cup at league one opposition for what it's worth i laid a responsibility at the door of evans but also very much at mccarthy who as the highest paid most senior football pro at the club should have had the foresight to advise Marcus Evans, where this was going. Of course, Hurst is culpable, but he was at the club for barely four months for anyone to be able to inflict the kind of damage that we're seeing <laughs> now in such a short space of time. So there's a lot about our frigidity. <laughs> I have long been a McCarthy supporter and was right until the end. I was not one of the numbskulls and don't boo our managing players, but Mick cannot sidestep the responsibility. Well, he always gets brought up. Um, uh, Mr. McCarthy, but to kind of paraphrase the question, I hope I do it justice. Super friends. Um, 
was Mick short-sighted, or if, his, or if Mick is as smart as everybody says he is, um, did he did he leave a live um, grenade? Sabotage. I didn't say that, Richard. <laughs> I can't see him. I don't know. I'm uh, super friends, and I are like on the same wavelength when it comes to McCarthy. I think we both were just fed up of him, um, but never very vocal about wanting him to go. We just sort of understood it. McCarthy's time with us had come to an end. It just kind of flickered out. And maybe that's why I d- did he maybe not care enough to worry about what would happen after him. I don't, but he doesn't strike me as the kind of person that would be that unprofessional. Uh, Amy, if I said to you in your job, um, right, you're out in two months. Would, would you not steal some post-it notes and a couple of clients? <laughs> um, why would you care? Yes, probably. I'd, uh, so my old job, I got made redundant and uh, there was about 300 of us at the time that got made redundant. And the people that were left behind, I think there was a real mood change. They just, they're worried about it happening to them. And I think you're right. You lose the motivation for wanting to make anything right for that business. So he he wasn't going to stay. Evans didn't want him to stay because he didn't even put the contract up for discussion. He had no loyalty to the club at all, and and nor should he have, to be fair, because the way he was treated by fans, I do think, was justified, but to an extent. But I did, he had no loyalty. He had no need to worry about it, and and also we saw how much how the lack of control that Hurst had on who was going. Maybe it was just down to Evans. Maybe McCarthy thought, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it because it's not going to come down to me. So it'll be Evans stepping in and making decisions instead of me. I do wonder how many of the big players that went, that was down to the fact that McCarthy was going, you know, like Didsy and Waggy. I wonder if they would have stayed if it had been him. Well, can you, Amy, can you imagine uh, Webster or Garner's agent probably touting them around saying everyone's getting out of Ipswich. Um, yeah, exactly. Now I want my player out of there the we, we know the owner wants to cash in and tout in their players around um every club going Grab your life um, jacket and abandon abandon the sinking ship we're going to be the ones of floating after the titanic sunk in the cold water aren't we there you go um richard just on super friends email um hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. 
NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Is he missing out that Hurst signed the wrong guys or were Hurst's hands tied in the way he says anyway? I think the way to think about it is, is as you did with McCarthy, but think about Lambert instead. Um, would Waghorn have played for Lambert possibly? Um, mm. I think the other thing, you know, the the two players that we really needed, we needed a replacement for Webster and we needed some strength in midfield and Hurst was going by hook or by crook. It was NCR and Nolan from day one, wasn't it? And, yeah. and I don't think they would have been viable targets for any other manager apart from Paul Hurst. And I'm not blaming them for the situation we're in, but with the money that we spent, could we have done better? I think we probably could have. Um, so, yeah, I think there's just poor choices throughout. But I go back to my mm-hmm. original point. You put the right people in charge of the footballing side of the business. Evans yeah. has nothing to do. Evans is just the benefactor with money. He puts in the six million quid a year or whatever, signs off the budgets, and he makes no other decisions. I don't think that situation happens if a Leonie or a Kluge or a Bowman is in charge and basically takes off. When McCarthy's picking the team. That's it from whenever his contract was, you know, yeah. it was going to expire. Um, and that's the failure is that it's just, and Joe's mentioned this point as well. It's the timing, isn't it? Hurst came in so late in the process, all those agents touting around their players, that that would have been done weeks well, before yeah, Hurst. Yeah, Richard, at the point Hurst comes in, so wind back probably, I don't know my timeline exactly, at least two months from when McCarthy said, He's, you know, I'm caretaker in from the, no, not even before that. Another teacup. Caretaker in before the season, and I always have in my head like, I reckon McGoldrick was back in Nottingham like the day after. Like it's like right, look, they're gonna write your contract off. You you, you're done. Selena, you know, Selena disappeared as well, didn't it? It was so months probably before Hurst came in, and this is the this is the trouble trying to explain to the. uh, where would you be if um, if McCarthy was still there? The thing people don't understand is it's not it's not an actual thing that could have happened. One, McCarthy yes. wouldn't have stayed if they'd sold all the players out from him. If he had stayed, then that would have meant there would have been an agreement to keep some players. And it's not actually a plausible possibility. You know, everyone's like, oh, well, we'd be 18 for what have you. Um, but it's not actually a thing. It's an equation that doesn't... Yeah doesn't add up you just go you know, you know when you do it in excel and it fits the explanation <laughs> hashtag value. Sorry, I'm a yeah, hashtag value. there you go but to answer excel. his question in one word um super fans question great question it's evans's fault it's evans's yeah. fault he's the owner of the football club you can't you know he's responsible for every decision that is made ultimately um so and, I, I yeah and richard this goes back to what i was saying earlier this is where we as ipswich fans just talk ourselves round and round and round in circles mm-hmm. because we don't know and that's the frustrating thing as well. We're, we're standing here. I've just speculated on about eight different things there. And yeah. I'm fairly well informed on this. And I'm not stupid either. And I don't know. And this is the, this is the frustrating thing where um, 
we just urge people, you know, it's all about the institution. It's about the club, the players. This set of players will be gone in 10 years. The owner will probably be gone. The club will still be there and probably us lot, God willing, as fans, will all, will all still be there as well. So let's not argue with one another, shall we? Although everybody has, everybody has their right to their opinion and their freedom of speech i would never regardless of how good that opinion is <laughs> can we no, some opinions may be better than others some yeah. are better than others can we at least can we at least agree or can we at least suggest to twitter that debating mccarthy good or bad yes, in or out please. is in january 2019 yes. old news now can we stop talking about mccarthy is that we, richard we can what good does you... it do but I know, okay. but the amount of times, and I can see it, it's some Ipswich fan getting triggered by somebody who doesn't know all the stuff the Ipswich fan <laughs> knows. And they should probably just put their phone down and just go, he doesn't know. But I understand they, they come back and they try and explain what they know that the other person doesn't know. And whoever rang up yeah. um, 606 and spoke to Chris Sutton was absolutely brilliant because Chris Sutton brought it up and he went, he went, yeah. oh, Chris, that was tit for tat. And I was like, brilliant, you killed him. He you killed know. it straight away, didn't he? You, yeah. You've killed him. You've killed him. You know, we, we said some stuff, he said some stuff. But yes, you're right. And hopefully that 5 p.m. cutoff on Saturday, um, although we've had many, many cutoffs. But look, we we owe it to ourselves not to get triggered by um, people. I don't think we can move forward until we move on. Mm. And whilst people are still banging on about Mick McCarthy, I've said that so many times this weekend because they are. I've actually just published my blog about it. I had an article in the Kings of Anglia towards the end of last year. Where can we find you on Twitter and read that blog, Amy? Go, go, uh, it like, is go on. Track the L Amy eight, thank you. And it is um it is it's my pinned tweet and it's uh, the title is why Ipswich fans won't regret what they wished for in 2019 because we nobody does nobody really does Mick McCarthy had to go and exactly like you said it's a separate thing him going is not why we're bottom of the league there's a whole other host of reasons but it isn't him not being here um but it just somebody I think his name's Simon on Twitter I can't think what his username is but he's posted after the Millwall game we really need to stop talking about McCarthy because it is just causing anger and it is causing frustration which we're already feeling enough we do not need to be adding to it so actually yeah i think you're right let's let's use the blue monday power to try and tell people please will you stop get over it let it go because it is boring and frustrating and i hurt enough without having to think about all the anger that mick mccarthy caused right everybody be upstanding and put your thinking cap on we have a question from harry from bath this will probably oh, require God. scientific notes, <laughs> <laughs> evaluation. Um, hello, Harry, we love you. Um, no. Richard, did we miss Chambers? Was a lack of leadership on the pitch a factor in the pattern of play? I don't think we missed Chambers. I think Scoose might have made a difference yesterday. Um, but I, don't, I think Chambers, from what Lambert said, is, was carrying an injury anyway in, for the last few weeks. Um, I don't think the defence was particularly culpable given we only conceded one goal. I think we just missed quality midfield to make something happen further Who up the pitch. Who is the alpha male in that team? Yep. Enciala. <laughs> um. The man's machine. But then is he a talker, Amy? Do you know what I mean? There wasn't much chat no, it, from what I could hear in the away terrace. There wasn't yeah. much exactly. chat. But I felt, again, I felt that, sorry, that was the last game I went to, but I felt that at Forest as well. There was no chatter. There was, I love Chambers. He is like my favourite player since Matt Holland. I really like him. But, 
there's there's no talk when he is there he doesn't he doesn't do anything Bart doesn't do anything he doesn't talk to the players that's why he wasn't made captain yesterday it's what we lacked what we were missing yesterday was not Luke Chambers it Amy was Steers Jim was, Steers was down my side second half and he's not a talker either I saw him do and I was really pleased I saw him do the huddle and he seemed to be wagging his finger and um, you know yelling whatnot but what did Gareth, Gareth Southgate say once I wanted um, Winston Churchill and I got Ian Duncan Smith when he was talking about Spain. <laughs> um, this is Lewis. Marcus <coughs> Evans is the best option we have as an owner for the foreseeable future. Discuss. Only. Mm, yeah. I, I think in yeah, the respect well, but... that he's the only option we have as an owner, then by definition he is. I, I guess what Lewis is saying is, um, well, what else is there? And unless there's another guy and I think Stuart pointed this out in his piece that when Marcus and Dave said it before as well I remember him saying when Marcus Evans took over someone of Marcus Evans wealth could be a championship owner in the top half but since then you've got another when did Evans he's been here 10 years so you've got another probably well 30 more loads of parachute money have circulated into the game the transfer fees have gone up and we haven't um, at any point sold a player like Norwich have for 15, 20 million to get into that cycle of then buying and selling. So I, I think just the, mm. the game's moved on from him as well. But sorry, to Lewis's, yeah. to Lewis's point, um, the, other, the only other option is what someone of equivalent wealth who's prepared to lose a bit of money. I, I, I don't know what else... What else there is? What else there is there? You you need. Um, I'm sure most of us have seen the Sunderland thing. Um, I'm sure Stuart Donald um, behind him. There's a lot of money from various places, probably in the Far East and America. There are always consortiums, aren't there? All consortiums, mm. isn't it? And <coughs> really, um, in the absence of that, I I take Lewis's point. Um, Oh, actually, engage brains again. It's a mullet question. Um, if Paul Hurst spent like a kid in a sweet shop, did he just buy Kinder eggs? Sickly, overpriced, hollow, and a deceptive sense that there's something in there, only to find when they crack, it's a disappointing lump of crap you might choke on. Um, again, I think we touched on this in the earlier question about about the Hurst, the Hurst signings. Um, have, have we covered it, guys? Little bit. I, I, um, to Lambert's point about, should we? Uh, we got any questions on when Lambert said some of some players will go. Some players right, will go. Yeah, yeah. Was mm. there anyone? Uh, do we want no, to call no, out players? Uh, some. Uh, so, to Molly's point, I think we could have talked about at championship level, Enciala and Nolan not quite cutting it yet. Um, Harrison's probably the one bright spark. You would have um, said Edwards, Jackson as well, and Edwards is faded. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to mention him, but I thought yesterday he just was a well oh, disappeared. He's a great player, but he was rubbish, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, and that's his level, isn't it? Last season, yeah. that's where he was playing. Yeah. And, um, so I think he was playing in a massively attacking Peterborough team, though, which probably mm. yeah. also suited him down to the ground didn't he yeah um i think we just sorry to one point as well maybe he wanted a kinder egg that is just chocolate all the way middle it's it's solid unspectacular but does the job mm. how about that there you go you i just want it. one with martin waghorn's face a yorkie <laughs> martin waghorn is a yorkie yeah he's a yorkie isn't he he's a, no, he's like, like a, Mar, a beautiful mars bar isn't he um Matt i Thomas. feel like he was just naively optimistic you, you buy a kinder egg because you think you might just get one of them cool toys that's on the adverts 
and then you never do and it's so it's like I feel like he was naive and actually at the time I think we all hoped that these would pull off but as everybody has said the problem was that he got loads of these people that could have been amazing when it should have been a couple with others that were more experienced that's that's the problem the players themselves aren't actually the problem it's just that there's too many of them in my opinion and <laughs> as david johnson so brilliantly said in our interview to what um hearst did was four transfer windows worth wasn't it right yeah. two at a time two at a time and then maybe garner goes in january and someone else comes in you know yeah. whilst you're not bottom of the league there we go um matt thomas whilst marcus evans has made clear mistakes uh clegg contracts running down bad managers Despite, um, Statman's got quite a good thread on Marcus Evans. Uh, the constant whine that he doesn't invest is wrong. Up to £95 million wrong. Sure, we want more invested badly, so fans should argue that, not fiction. To add, the argument that he has uh, this to offset against taxes flawed too. Sure, he will do this, but no business sets out. I think we've just covered that, haven't we? My, my argument back, right, is, and I always say this when someone says a footballer's bad, is compared to what? So if you say Marcus doesn't, Marcus Evans doesn't invest. The the question for me then is compared to what? Okay, mm-hmm. so compared to Derby, Forest, and whatever, no, he doesn't. But compared to all of the League One teams, yes, he does, and maybe that's where he's good. But I think Matt's point is that he doesn't invest, but he can't he can't compete with the parachute teams, can he? Unless yeah. unless someone goes for for 30 minutes interesting to get both views i'm scrolling down just quickly on that bit I, I, I think i think is it matt i think he says that it's, a, it's maybe it's a flaw that we we think that evans doesn't put money in i think yeah it's been spent poorly and, and and all that kind of stuff the idea that ipswich has ever in its history been a team that's chucked money at trying yeah. to get promotion or win trophies. They did it once it's and went into fallacy. administration. <laughs> exactly right. Even Bobby Robson's team were maybe three or four players off having a squad that meant they could have actually had a sustained challenge. Um, Premier League era, first time around the 90s, we just didn't spend money and we went down. As a club, we are not, a. let's be honest, we're not a big club. We've got 20,000 gates if we're lucky. Commercially, we're not particularly attractive as a brand, even as much as people don't like to hear that. We're not. The money's never sloshed around Portman Road. Evans gave it to us for a bit. The game moved on, as you said, and we've just been, yeah. unfortunately, in a spiral ever since, haven't we? Mm. I think it's just a quirk of timing, but... Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the fact is, everyone wants to be in that spill-down from the Premier League that people like... Because Derby are on the edge of FFP, aren't they? But have consistently spent... I think what I come back to, just as the argument back, the, the argument David Diamond always makes is, all I want is for him to reinvest what he makes in player sales. I think that's one area where it'd be interesting to get the full truth, whether again, the Ming's money was spent. The know the figures. I went yeah. on, I went on whatever a talk sport, um, and they said, "Oh, Mick spent this this much money." I'm like, "Where'd you get that figure from?" All our How much was the Lawrence loan? How know? much was the Razor loan? How much was the Maitland Niles loan? Yeah, you know what I mean, these are these are not cheap players mm. that you know, we must magic the loans out. Chalab is probably costing us a lot as well, um, so we don't know the finances. But uh, yeah, we've never been a club that has spent big, have we? Um, Amy, this is Tony Page. Is Evans' big mistake not having a football man as CEO? I think, yeah, absolutely. I think it makes a huge difference. I think it's, um, 
and I think somebody who cares as well. We really miss Sheepy. I know, I know he cocked everything up, but we really miss David Sheepshanks, and we need somebody like him, somebody that knows the club inside out, um, that is respected in the local community or whatever, and and knows football. Yeah, obviously. No, no, <laughs> obviously. sorry, I've got a suggestion. Obviously, you, Rich. And we, well, me. Yeah, give me the chance. Um, <laughs> one person who we let go three or let leave three years ago, who is all of those, Simon Milton. Yes, yeah. Simon Milton absolutely. would have been brilliant as kind of the head of football operations or whatever the club. He did. He knew the commercial stuff. Um, Ipswich Town through and through. Um, Academy as well. Um, he would have been brilliant, brilliant for me. And uh, just the the sheep chance thing. If you listen to the Rob Chandler podcast, there's just a brilliant bit where Rob talks about David Sheepshanks ringing him on a Monday after a game to say that when he reads out a goal scorer. Could he try and get the crowd up a little bit more? That was what we had. Someone who cared was there yeah. the whole, you know, living living there the whole time to your absentee owner. And just the ghouling thing is you see the brilliant job, don't shoot me, that Stuart Webber seems to have done when you look at the Norwich um, mm-hmm. team. He's not a CEO, is he? Is he director of... I think he's a... Man- uh, oh, I forget what he is. Football director, I think. Technical mm-hmm. director, I think. Um, someone I read said Farker is... In, cons- in terms of um, the reason for their success, it's more Weber than Farker. That's so there I'm you go. So then, when a manager when a manager leaves, it's not as big a deal as you know. There we go. I think this year he Evans needs to realise that football isn't just a business. This isn't any other business. This isn't you know he's clearly quite successful with his other businesses, but this one needs to be a bit different. And perhaps he ought to enjoy trying to run something a bit differently now because it's not, you can't keep running it in the way we are. He's completely missing the whole football side of it, in my opinion. Um, There's a couple here we've kind of covered. How easy is it to actually sell a football club? I think Richard, you alluded to that um, earlier that the Sunderland thing was mumps in the making by the time it went. Um, This is... Alistair, um, Saturday was a peak behind the door of League One. There's a temptation to look positively on League One as a chance to rebuild, but how close are we to matching Sunderland's freefall? Relegation may not be the low point. Um, Amy, could it get worse? Yeah, very valid point. I am terrified that when we go down, we're not going to we're not going to come back up again. We're not even going to be competing. There's we know that there's good teams that come up from there. Look at Sheffield United. Look what they've done. Look at Blackburn. How good Six they've been this year. Was that? Yeah. The uh, and that's scary. And that and in fact, I remember them going down because my partner at the time was a Sheffield United fan, and it it wasn't nice for them. It was not. It was horrible, actually. And then my father-in-law to be is a Donny fan, and they're exactly the same. They've gone down two leagues, so it's it scares me. Um, and actually, funnily enough, we were chatting to two Blackburn fans in the bar at the end. Um, they gave me a shot of whiskey to warm me up, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> called it to, a to Benny's warm or something. You up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was flipping freezing. Right, um, but the uh, yeah, so they were talking, and uh, they kept saying to us, "Don't worry, it'll be fine. You'll be the same as us." And I was like, "How can you say that after what you've just seen? That's Blackburn, what we are." Blackburn had complete stability. Danny Graham for the the whole season signed Bradley Dack and I mean one thing that just on a footbally point you can see and I'm glad you mentioned Blackburn when when Blackburn came to Portman Road first game of the season um, good set play um, guy Mulgrew uh, two good forward guys loads of big guys and just two rows of four and you're like they aced League One and that's exactly what um, 
probably, and I don't know, I'm not an expert on League One. I've seen none of it other than yesterday. But it strikes me that's the that's the thing now. Um, less good players, more functional functional teams. And if you do have some good strikers and a good set play guy, and you're solid. Um, you know, you probably. But we're amazing at set pieces. Oh, stop it! Track <laughs> <laughs> um, boy Pete. He's had a couple, but I like this one. Benjamin Bloom. What song would you say most accurately reflects the season so far? So far, we we know you love to have a sing. Someone's put down down status quo. Um, Richard, what song? Oh, I'm not prepared for this one, Ben. No. no I'm Ask me at the end. It, we'll put it out. Uh, what song reflects this? season um let's do a couple more and then we will move on uh peck and blue as the ominous fall down the football leagues begins can you see emmy group selling playford road to a housing developer to recoup some of his investment i'm going to throw my hands up and say as football fans we know that he owns that i don't know what that actually means in you know it sounds bad um but i don't know whether that was to move some money in some accounts or some cleverness mm. and what the actual um there's lots of all this um here's an interesting one uh should lambert have gone 442 from the start yesterday and uh do we read too much into systems tactics um amy we couldn't play through midfield and we didn't get the ball forward yesterday so 442 yeah of course we didn't. i i I'm fed up of having one up top. It hasn't worked. It never worked for us. It isn't. We don't have the kind of striker who can play on his own up front. And Freddie Sears is definitely not the kind of person who can play up front on his own. And I, I no, we need. It needs to be a four-four-two. I could maybe get on board with a three-five-two because um, I actually think that's been some of our best performances at some point this year. Um, but I, it, it's got to be two up front. It's not It's not fair to have one player with that much pressure on them, especially when they have open goals and can't put the ball in the back of the net. Um, <laughs> You've got two of them, at least you double the chances. Yeah, I, 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 he needs to stop with the one up front. Though. But this is the third manager that's done it, isn't it? I think we had some questions. Um, it's a long thread and I've been trying to keep up with it all day. Um, we've, we've slightly criticised Lambert, um, Richard, in the Millwall game. for, And I know, <laughs> let's, let's bring Mick back up. But Mick used to jump on these things, you know, Barry Cotter off. There you go. Immediately making tactical changes. And we said uh, Lambert didn't handle Morrison when most of the crowd could see it. And yesterday... Again, he sticks to his guns and like Amy suggested, it wasn't happening. Do you just go more direct and uh, try and match up what Accrington are doing? Um, mm. When When is it fair criticism? He's trying to implement some kind of system of playing and he keeps saying, Richard, oh, when this works, this will be great here. Um, is there some time for the pragmatism that we used to have? A one-off game like yesterday is that you know was yeah seven changes as well yesterday we had a really good question on the previous show um, from Mullet about that is is Lambert um, coaching a system rather than trying to develop the players and I think Harry and I agreed that he absolutely is I think yesterday I think there's an argument to say that he was sticking too religiously to try and establish that it wasn't working crap pitch a long way away from home a team that from the division below who know exactly what they're doing well drilled and kind of uninspiring as it was they knew exactly what they're doing um i'd have brought on harrison at halftime for downs and gone for it because jackson was so isolated as well go long why not you know we just didn't want to lose yesterday and we we absolutely did and the, the two up front was just too late in the game wasn't it 
that's a good answer. That so what you you're what I think you're saying? Can I sound like that? Who's that woman who interviewed Jordan Peterson? So you're saying. Um, um, what I think you're saying is you keep, let me repeat it back to you. You keep the <laughs> you think he was absolutely right to play one up front for <laughs> yeah, the whole game. <laughs> um, you keep the philosophy, but in one-off instances you have to you have the overarching philosophy. But you the have first to. half was so the first half was so tepid yesterday, and we went mm. we were nowhere in the game at all. That you kind of think, do you know what? Just shock the shock the system, stick to up front. You know what? What's the worst that can happen? We, we lose two nil. Do you know what I mean? What's the difference? Do you know what I mean? Um, I think we've we've covered most of there's there's still like another 30 questions in the in the thread and we're 76 minutes in so we'll stop on the questions there um but the overriding points I think are um protest may or may not come and you know it is it is what it is and um the questioning of Evans is natural now but let's focus on the stuff that we actually actually no we... i have a song for you ben i've oh, okay and, and try, trying to motivate people to don't look back in anger there you go nice okay slip inside the eye of your mind it's a bit bit wimpy that 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 vocal. it's more that it's more the title but no don't. i was gonna say for liam doesn't noel sing <laughs> noel sings don't look back in anger doesn't he does he? there you go um so let's move on <laughs> because we're football fans and rich if we beat Rotherham, they're 21st. <laughs> yeah. We close the gap to seven points. Um, 19, still, 19 games more to play. You know, plenty of points there still. So ticket promotion again, 12 quid for tickets, I think. Um, it's difficult, though, to keep coming on preview show, what have you. Um, we know that Rotherham are a team that function well, despite being, you know, where they are. Drill drill League One, former League One team, aren't they? Yeah, to- totally right. Mostly with their remaining League One League One players. Can can we win, Richard? Uh, can we keep a clean sheet? That's the question, isn't it? I think if if we can't keep a clean sheet, we're not going to win a game for the rest of the season. Let's be honest. Um, the two things that I hold out for are Lambert seemed pretty confident of getting at least one more signing in the door. Pilkington, I think, is the one, and that uh, striker from Huddersfield. I can't remember his name. I think. Oh, Colin. Well, I called him Quasar, but I don't Quayne, know. Yeah. Although I think um, it's a hard Q U, but we'll. Um, I've been pronouncing Nudson wrong for five years, so. Will be gone soon, so it doesn't matter. Um, so hopefully, hopefully players in. Um, and Rotherham got dicked by Man City today, so that must hurt, I guess. Um, that might have taken it out of them. Um, we can we can win, but equally we can just do exactly what we did last week and what we did against Millwall. Um, who knows? Amy Rotherham are pretty good at set plays. Will Volks is very good at <laughs> long throws. Um, but, but there was the possibility mentioned of of skews. I'm not even going to say Hughes, but um, there was <laughs> there was the possibility mentioned of of skews. Might we see a very different team next week, Amy? Um. It, also, someone might come in. You know, he might he might go and get a Daryl Murphy or a Waggy, and then and then we'll win five nil, and the great <laughs> escape is on. There we it's, go. <laughs> it's back. It's back. I'd put that on your blog. there we go um richard you'll be back with harry for the previous show do you want to give that a plug and your twitter and your goal machine stuff um where people can find that yeah so um at ipswich for the twitter um trying to come up with some more video stuff particularly for the 16th 
have some ideas percolating for that uh, preview show um, i think we're doing it we're recording it a day earlier but we'll probably still stick it out th- thursday or friday i think um because we're now coming back around to teams that we've played and talked about already or kind of being what's moved on what's mm. changed um and also daryl's joint 11 is something that we've added into that as well which is always interesting josh emmanuel um, right back Hopefully, Marcus Bent won't be in the team again or something like that. But um, yeah, Paul so yeah, uh, might make an appearance. Or Hurst, possibly, might manage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's every week preview show, and um, we'll be back as normal next week. Um, Amy, just one more plug for your writings and your Twitter and whatnot. Uh, so my Twitter account is TrackGirlAmy8. Um, I am due another Kings of Anglia article uh, next month, so hopefully that will be out fairly soon. Um, and it's going to be about why we are still Ipswich fans, even though we're going through all this. So if anybody wants to drop me a line about you know why, why you put up with it, why you still go, I've got friends who go to every single game and I just think they're absolute angels. Um, let's, have a, let's have a chat, let's try and cheer each other up about why we're still putting ourselves through this lovely stuff um you can follow the brand at blue monday itfc on twitter um acast itunes uh, subscribe on acast and five star review on itunes never goes amiss does it and some nice comments also on youtube lots of stuff happening um i think i'll be at leeds derby on friday night um sky tv should be be good fun i'll try not to yeah not to i might see waggy amy there we go as long as i see pablo hernandez my new favorite player ever um, i'm not really really bothered but check everything out on the youtube and as we have plugged ceaselessly february the 16th eventbrite.co.uk we're just a little podcast come and make our event absolutely fantastic we never thought we'd be able to put on a live event and the tickets so far sold great but um we could still fit more people in so do come um say goodbye richard bye everyone say goodbye amy bye bye au revoir (laughs) i'll edit that out It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.